Welcome to Up Close and Empowered with host Sana Johns. Over the next hour, you'll hear from Sana and her guests on how you can become more empowered through life's most challenging situations. Sana's journey through her own transformation has inspired her to awaken you to your divine power. Hi, everyone. I'm Sana Johns. Welcome to Up Close and Empowered, where my hope is to inspire you, to awaken you to your true power, because you are more powerful than you realize. Thank you so much for listening today. And before we start today, if you would like to reach out to me on my website at sanalife.com, that's S-O-N-N-A-L-I-F-E.com, or on my Instagram handle, which is Sana Life Coach, I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much. So today, I am really excited about today's show because I think that this is the perfect show to kick off 2024. I mean, what better way to bring in more love into the new year, right? So I have the perfect guest and I'm going to tell you a little bit about her. So she is a certified love and relationship coach with over two decades of experience in personal growth and human connection. Her mission is to help people discover their path to finding authentic and lasting love. She is dedicated to empowering others with knowledge and tools to help them attract and sustain healthy relationships because you know, this is what a lot of us struggle with is, you know, we can, we can get these relations, we can attract these relationships, but how do we sustain them? So she has a new book coming out that we'll be talking about, and it's going to be released on Valentine's Day. I mean, how perfect is that? So I'm really excited. We're going to hear her story. We're going to hear a little bit about everything. I mean, as you all know, this is a really big topic. I mean, love, relationships, dating, uh, sustaining relationships. This is a very big topic. But we're going to talk about some of the dating trends. We're going to talk some of, about some of the most the biggest challenges that we see in relationships today, and some of the processes and some of the tools that my guest actually shares and coaches with her clients. So she has influenced thousands of people. She is a really, um, I love her. She's like a dynamic person. She's perfect for this show. I'm so glad that I found her. Her name is Chantelle Landreville. Did I say it right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's a tough one, but it's such a beautiful name and a beautiful woman as well. So Chantal, I just want to welcome you to the show. I'm super excited. Um, welcome and you know, say hello to everybody. Thank you. Wow. What an introduction. I have like tons of shivers and you just gave me so much love. So thank you. And hello, everybody. It's exciting to be here and talk about this, my favorite topic. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you have a lot of experience at knowing this, which I'm sure you'll share. So let's talk about that. Let's begin with your story. You know, give us a little bit of a background of where, you know, maybe where you grew up, what you did throughout your life, some of the things that happened and what led you to where you are today, being a love and relationship coach and also writing your first book. Yes, very excited about that. Very proud too. <laughs> yes. All right, where to start? So um, I was born in a small town called Ottawa in Canada, <laughs> in Ontario, and uh, was kind of living the life that I was told to live that I didn't feel I actually fitted in. So I, I always call it like the mold, right? The You go to school, you go to university, you uh, meet someone, you buy the white picket fence, you get married, you have children. And all of that lifestyle for me was just, I just felt like I, I, there's there must be more out there. And I was very blessed with uh, one of my mom's 
numerous brothers that was actually living in Montreal and he was actually gay. So out of the, he was so dynamic and open. So he, he would always tell me, come and spend the weekend. And here I am, little girl from Ottawa going into a big city. Well, I think big city today, it's just as small as Ottawa, but uh, experiencing and seeing, oh my God, there is much more out there than just this little suburb, uh, small town that I was seeing. And uh, I quickly, you know, moved uh, myself very young. I was 18, between 17 and 18, because I wanted to study theater. I decided to leave the small town to go chase my dreams. And through that, I, you know, I never made it to theater school, sadly, in a way, <laughs> but not in another but uh, I met my four, my first boyfriend at the time that was six years older than I was. And uh, he taught me a lot of the stuff that I had no idea about being a small town girl, right? So I admired him. I was just like in awe because I learned about culture, about food, about wine, just everything. And a couple years into the relationship, I kind of started sitting more into my personality, which was a big personality. And it became a competition in my relationship. And I, I remember having an argument. I will never forget that. And he, we were saying, we were fighting over a party and he goes, you know, the moment, are you going to stop trying to be a little star? And I was like, what? I didn't realize this was a competition. Like, and that's when I told myself, wow, I can't be with someone that doesn't accept me fully. And mm -hmm. I think that, you know, one of the things we don't know who we are in our 20s. We're just starting to live. And I I had the strength to leave a relationship that I felt very safe in for different reasons. But I was like, this can't be it. Like, I don't see myself getting married. I don't see having, you know, kids. There's more that I need to experience. So I left the relationship. And when I left the relationship, I did this list of everything I wanted to experience. And the list was long. And the list ended up taking me over 10 years to go through. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. 10 years. <laughs> but it was a great 10 years. I did it all. I had fun. I partied. I experienced like there's not much that I didn't get to do, which is what I've always, you know, had in, in the pit of my stomach. I just wanted to see, feel, touch, experience everything. And through those years, the one thing that I did was I was always curious with self-development and but coming from my mother, thank God, she's that's the one thing that she, well, many things that she's passed on to me, but that was one of them. And uh, I would always go to these conferences or see speakers or, you know, read a book or have friends around me that I would meet that would introduce me to all of these things. So until finally, when I hit my mid thirties, I was like, okay, this has been a nice 10 year journey, but you know what? I'm done. Like I'm ready to settle down. I want to meet someone and here we go. So this is my new mission going into it. And that lasted for another probably five years where I just could not seem to attract emotional available men. I was really good at attracting long distance relationship, younger men, <laughs> or even married men that were like, you know, I would meet them. And I was like, what? What do you mean you're like taken? So I decided to dive in deeper into the work that I had explored over the years and do a really deeper form of therapy, which I understood finally why I was attracting emotionally unavailable men. My subconscious mind was protecting myself because I had lost my father when I was two years old. He died in a car mm. crash. And when I, you know, I didn't know any of this stuff. And when we talk 
about really understanding love and relationships, and I talk a lot about this in my book, you need to understand where you're from. What are your roots? What was the relationship you saw your parents and who? what was the relationship you had with your mom and your dad? So for me, as a two-year-old girl, that's the first you know, it's our first love of our lives, our fathers and our mothers. So I was like, men represent to me that they they abandon you and they reject you. So when I finally understood that, which I was like, whoa, then you have to figure out how do I rewire this brain? So that's why the work went from one level to like a whole other level. And uh, I, do- I dove deeper into the work and deeper into the research <laughs> because I was very curious, an avid learner. And I love this stuff. This is stuff that I thrive in. And I always knew because of the knowledge I had accumulated that I wanted to eventually share it with this world. And I was, as I was learning all these different techniques, I was like, wow, we have access to so much information. But at the same time, I find there's 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 a lot people don't know when we talk about healing and when we talk about healing it's not necessarily just you know from a from a psychology perspective it's from a body mind and soul right they're all aligned so it could be you mm-hmm. could be depressed and in a burnout but you could also need help you know with food or exercise or so so anything right. and everything that had to do with uh the journey of healing is was something i wanted to 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 create as a as a platform to give the access to people. And it's almost like, I'll give you the best example to understand it. I remember when I had questions, because I'm curious, uh, my girlfriends would say, just Google it. And I was like, I hate Googling because there's so much that come out and you don't right. know what's right, what's wrong. I get overwhelmed. Right. For mm-hmm. me, it's like shopping in a department store versus a boutique. I, I mm-hmm. can't shop in a department store. I get overwhelmed. <laughs> so I wanted something that could be tied into sauna would come and see me and say, this is what's happening in my life. I don't know what to do. And I have access to all this information. You need this book, but you only need to read chapter 10 and six. Uh, you know, you need probably to explore this kind of therapy, explore this kind of meditation, everything to kind of give you that self-care toolbox to help you where you are today. That's really, really catered to you. So, um, right. I'm glad you covered, I'm glad you said that actually, because it is, there are a lot of variables with everybody's healing journey. Everybody has different things to deal with. Everybody has, there's so many different ways. So I'm glad that you said that. Yes. It's so many different ways and you need different things at different times. And that's why I always tell people, if you have one quality to cultivate in anything you do is be open, be open to hearing things differently, to trying things differently, because you it can block you from having something that could be really well for you and you're going to miss out. So <laughs> I think being open is very important. Um, so fast forward, I guess I would say probably in 2018. Yes, 2018, I decided I've always wanted to move to Europe and I was going to make it happen. You know, I'm the determined girl. I get shit done <laughs> when I decide that I want to do it. And I didn't know where. I wanted to establish myself. So I booked three months off. I was going to do a few countries. And I also had the mission. This is where I'm going to meet the man of my dreams. This is where I'm going to meet my person. And uh, I did meet what I thought was my person. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but and that's in another book. <laughs> okay. Oh, we're going to save that stuff for later. Okay. Got it. <laughs> yes. Uh, But what happened then and why it's important for me to share this piece of the story is I did everything uh, 
reverse to what I had learned to not do. I got caught up in the fantasy. I didn't pay attention to all the red flags that I had listened mm -hmm. and paid attention to at the beginning. I convinced myself that he would change. Like, name it, I did it. And of course, it didn't take long. Ended up with a broken heart, shattered dreams. Like, I was just devastated and I was like completely destroyed. And it took me a, quite a few months to recover from that. Um, and then this is kind of like the culmination to the story is that I ended up going to a party. I'll always remember in November of 2018, a friend of mine was like, okay, and now feeling sorry for yourself. Like we got to get you out. And I was like, you're absolutely right. So I went out with the attitude saying, I will talk to anybody that has an interesting conversation to have, because this is what we do as well. When we're dating, <laughs> we think we have a type and we tend to think and like stick to the type and limit ourselves from a lot of other people that could be a great uh, match for you because you think that this is my kind of type. And I was thinking exactly that. So I went into this th this party and I met three men that weren't my type at all that I would have typically never given the time of day to. And I did. And I ended up having a great adventure with one of them that gave me the last piece of the puzzle before meeting my amazing man that I've been with for the last five years. So <laughs> wow. when I finally did meet uh, Jeff, that's when I realized that it's one thing to do the work and attract the right person for you, but it's a whole other thing to succeed and make sure you grow properly in relationship. And that's where uh, I founded Raise Your Lugs, Love Signal when I got clear. I literally got a download in the clear direction on what I needed to uh, create and offer out there to help people in their journey to love. So hence, Raise Your Love Signal, which is a program and a co what coaching program that I teach. Um, and it's literally everything from A to Z. It's not the ABCs <laughs> because love is, uh, we've only been taught a short component of what love is. There's so many layers to it. Um, and it involves a lot of different different things. Uh, we talked a little bit about this on Monday on your live, uh, you know, including self-love, uh, self-awareness before even being in a relationship with someone. So right. here I am today. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad. And I'm glad that you shared that story because I think that's, you know, a lot, a lot of people shared the same views that you did, you know, that's not my type. And they're just, they have so many you know, so much stipulations that they need that they really need to be more open. And I know that you have a process where people go through and it's not just, okay, like the tangible things, it's the intangibles, right? The, the deeper things, the things that connect you more, the commonality, that type of thing. And I'm sure you have a whole list, but I think it's important for people to know that when we are that close-minded and we don't budge, that we actually limit ourselves from receiving love in general, not even someone that we would necessarily attract, but we, we actually like have this, nope, that's not, nope, nope. Like too many, too many guidelines, right? Can, can Absolutely. you elaborate on that? Yes, because there's a, the triangle method that I talk about as well in my book is that there's a big difference between what you think you want, what you attract what you actually attract and what's actually right for you. <laughs> and we there's often a massive disconnect between those three 
points. And often, I mean, how many times have you heard when somebody's finally in a great relationship, they say, wow, I never thought I'd end up with this kind of person. I mean, I'm the first one to say it. I never thought I would end up with the kind of person I am with today because it's not what I thought I wanted. It's right. actually what I really needed that was healthy, that was healthy and that completed, uh, I don't want to say completed me because that's not the case. It complimented me. Right, right. Did you know though, Chantal, like did you know that he was the one that you were going to build this relationship with when you met him? I mean, based on everything you had learned, did you know it or not I'm, really? I'm so happy you're asking that uh, because we often say, you know, listen to your gut and we always know. And I remember whenever I'd get involved with someone that, you know, whether it was long, well, it was never very long term, but I always knew, I knew in the pit of my stomach, it wasn't working out, but with him, the energy was floating. It, it wasn't a yes. And it wasn't a no. Yes. It's like mm -hmm. the universe was asking me to take my time to get to know this person and give them a chance. And that's super important. And I talk about this in the book too, on slowing down and really releasing the, um, the fantasy that we've been sold on that you have to have like these butterflies and this excitement and feel like this amazing things and, you know, go all in right away, like a hundred miles an hour. And people get blindsided because we get mm -hmm. really caught up into that that those butterflies. And for me, where I was, I had decided that all of that stuff never paid off. So I was really willing to explore something completely different. And it's really interesting because I, I still, I obviously, I do practice what I teach and I, I love to observe myself in my own relationship all the time with everything that I've learned. And I keep on learning because I've really seen how we're growing to that that those butterflies and that excitement. I'm more right. in love today than I was the first few years in our relationship because we built things like safety and trust. And I just, I, you know, my heart yeah. has really had the time to open um, and, and just like breathe in it. Right. And, <laughs> and, it, it's, and it's so important. Feeling. I love the word neutral too. I love that because it just, you know, that's what makes us exciting. That's what builds the curiosity and the excitement, in my opinion, almost the mystery, because I'm like a mystery yeah. girl. I love the mystery, right? <laughs> um, well, we're going to hold that thought. But I do, before we take this next break, I do want to put out there to the listeners, if you would like to call in and ask a question, you can call 888-346-9141. That number again is 888-346-9141. And, you know, you can Call us after the break and we'll answer a question for you. And we also have a couple other questions that I'm going to be answering that have been uh, sent to me, you know, emailed to me and DM to me. So we'll be right back after this short break. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to awaken your true power? Become more confident and self-assured to take on life's challenges? 
as an empowerment coach, Sana offers an eight-week transformational program for those who are ready to step into their authenticity, stop people-pleasing, and live a life of more love, vibrancy, and inner peace. Discover your inner power, learn to love yourself, and experience more connection and fulfillment to thrive in all areas of your life. Book a complimentary call at www.saunalife.com to find out how. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. If you're in leadership or a business owner, it's important to show your team that you care by providing healthy ways to help them stay happy, motivated, and to avoid burnout because their well-being directly impacts their productivity and ultimately profitability. Book Sana to speak or do a powerful interactive workshop to help your team shift from stress, chaos, and disconnection to handling the day's challenges with more ease, clarity, and direction. Her strengths are navigating through difficult situations and creating a positive environment so everyone can thrive. Find out more at saunalife.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. Have a question for Sana or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. We're talking love and relationships with Chantelle Landreville. And it is a great conversation. But we have so much more to share. We're going to try to get everything in in this hour. But I wanted to come back on the break and, you know, just with a loaded question basically is, is what are some of the most common challenges that you are seeing, you know, based on your experience and all your coaching, what are you seeing as a common denominator right now? That's a great question as well, because I I was actually just writing an article about uh, dating trends for 2024. So I was kind of going through the the whole exercise and I was doing it by different types of generation to see if there's actually, you know, a, a, a difference and there are, but there's one thing that's a common denominator across the board, whatever age you are, there's never been more of a need to want to experience deep, meaningful connections, but there's never been a worse time People are like so afraid to actually connect. And so there's that Mm. disconnect of, yes, I want this like deep emotional relationship, but I'm not willing to invest. So I'm just like, wow, there's, there's a serious issue. So common. Why do you think though? Why do you think? Um, I think one, the, the, the whole dating process, uh, and we'll, we'll use just the fact that, you know, most people now are meeting online. So it's a very like fast dismissive, uh, culture, Mm -hmm. right? We're so used to getting and wanting results right away. So we're really quick about dismissive and not really getting to know someone for the right reasons. As soon as something that you don't like comes up instead of investing. And I think that 
that's where the exercise of really understanding what matters to you, like value systems and know your deal breakers and what are my boundaries, because <laughs> it's really easy to not, mm -hmm. not, not to give in to someone that could potentially have the right value system, but that you're being bothered by superficial stuff. And we'll, we'll dive deeper into that in a second, but you know, the common challenges that I see is lack of investment to uh, number two is definitely um, lack of genuinity. You say you want, you know, you're out there dating, but you don't really want to be in a relationship. And that causes a problem online, right? And it's like, I see it all and I hear it all the time with clients and with friends. It's like, why are you dating and you say you want a relationship when actually, well, they go on a couple dates and there's like, I'm, I'm not looking for anything serious. So I think people need to be a little bit more genuine and take ownership of what they do and they don't want. And then there's the whole like ghosting and the game of like, you know, I want to do this, but I don't get the result that I'm looking for. So I think people go into dating wanting an outcome instead of enjoying the uh, journey uh, and mm -hmm. kind of observing themselves of the things that they've learned or didn't work for them and taking their time. It's like people want everything yesterday. It's, right. it's, it's like that instant gratification, you know? Yes. Uh, and, and I think there's a, a lot to be said when you said just, we need to slow down a little bit. And I know that you have a process because you've shared it with me, your process when you coach people that, and I think it's a great process because it's not long and drawn out. It's just really to the point, like, what are you looking for? What do you, what are your, what do you think about love? How do you identify with love and what are you looking for? And I know that you break it down. And I think it's such an important exercise because, you know, people are out there and they're getting frustrated and, oh, you know, then nope, don't want her. Oh, don't want him. You know, whatever. It's just like, and they're not getting that instant gratification. And it's almost like they're in a hurry, but what they don't realize is that they just slow down and they really focus on what they want, like who they are and what they want, that they might actually start to attract the person that's right for them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even more important, the first question I ask anyone I work with is what is love to you? What is it? Mm -hmm. And that's how I started my research. And it was really interesting to see what people had to say. Um, and what is your relationship to love? Like, how do you want this to, to, to be? And it's really important to get clear what that means, because if you're not clear, how do you want to track the right thing, right? So if your relationship with love, for example, has always been about being the giver in any case of relationship, right? You're the yes person. You're the person that's always like nurturing and you're never learning to receive. Well, you probably need to be in a healthy relationship. Well, I know that you need <laughs> to be in a healthy relationship. There needs to be a circle on the receiving and giving end. So you, you need to understand like, oh, if love for me all of my life has been about giving, there's a disbalance. No wonder my relationships aren't working. What do I want my relationship to be now with love? It needs to be an exchange. It needs to be a balance between uh, receiving and giving. And what do I need to do? Who do I need to become to actually receive and break that pattern that I've been doing most of my life? So that's that's number one. Number two is really get clear between needs and wants. And um, from a partner perspective and from a relationship perspective. And most people, you know, when I talk about wants, they're very superficial. They're very like self-absorbed needs. 
<laughs> you know, oh, I want her to be fun and I want her to be six two and him to be uh, a great cook and of course be financially well off and funny and charming and well traveled. Oh my God, yes. I hear you. The, the hear average you. list of everyone is like that. Okay, so that's yeah. not specific enough, and their their wants. Now needs for me, I describe that as being like air. They're almost like deal breakers you can't live without. So in my case, in my my list that I had done, you know, acceptance, because I had never been with someone that accepted me fully, or I was always trying to play someone I wasn't to be liked and love. Acceptance, trust, uh, um, somebody that on, honored my freedom. I am a, I'm a butterfly. Like I, and I used to travel a lot for work, <laughs> um, be on a plane and be in a very, uh, men dominated, uh, uh, men industry always, you know, interchanging and late night dinners and stuff. So it was really important for me to be with someone that was secure. So these are things that create safety and relationship. And I've really come to understand with time, Safety is a word that we don't really use, but it's probably the most important to thrive in relationship. And when I say safety, it's because you feel safe enough to be heard. Mm -hmm. You feel trusted and you trust. You feel your partner has your back. You feel that they won't run <laughs> when you know something goes wrong and you'll be able to come together as a team and deal with things. So, but those are things that only develop with time and really getting to know someone and their history and their baggage, you know, it doesn't matter all the work that you've done. And even if you've been like self-aware, you still bring in your shit into the relationship because relationships are the mirrors of who we are, who we need to, to evolve into. So yes, it definitely helps when you have that self-awareness and you know, what are your patterns and your behaviors? You know, in my case, I'm a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> and I've worked so hard over the years to know how to balance that control, but it's still a part of who I am. And I still have days that I fall off the rails, but because my partner and I have developed such a, a healthy, well, a healthy tool set to succeed when we have a challenge arise, where, you know, he'll call me out. We we have these safe words that we call and uh, he'll call me out with a safe word. And I know that I need to take a deep breath and step back and say, okay, the control issues, like, no, no, you're not who you used to be. You're not going to get back to that extent again. And you need to honor and respect your partner right here, right now. And it's, it's a game changer. It's a total, total game mm -hmm. changer. So really understanding and doing that list of wants, needs, and with a partner's perspective and a relationship. We never think how we want to grow and evolve in our relationship. And that's the most important value system. How do you want to, how many couples have I met that they have kids and they've never talked about how are we going to raise our kids? What's the value system that we want to give them? Which kind of school, which kind of religion, if there's any case, and then, you know, it's too late, you're into it. And there's one parent that thinks like this. There's another parent that thinks like that. So it's really fascinating that I think people don't put a little bit more thought into the future once they have found, you know, the partner to, to, to build relationships with. Right. So I want to ask you, I mean, I do know that one of the most important things is to feel safe in a relationship, obviously to be accepted, to be authentic and to be vulnerable, to be mm -hmm. able to feel like you can be vulnerable and accepted. I mean, vul vulnerability is intimacy, really. I mean, it truly is. So this is my question. And this was one of the questions that was emailed into me. So 
the question was, you know, what if you do feel safe, you are respected, you your authenticity is respected, but there's not a lot of commonality in the relationship. Like, you know, obviously there has to be a little bit of a physical attraction and, you know, all of the above. Not, I mean, those other things are way more important, but there's got to be some kind of an attraction and there's got to be some commonality that you share. So what would you say to a couple that, you know, they do respect each other and they get along, but they, they're just so different and, and they just don't feel like it's really the right space for them. I mean, what would be, I know it's a, it's a big question and there's variables, but what would be the first thing for, let's say this woman to do, to kind of look into this and explore and see like, you know, do I stay? What do I do? What would you suggest? Well, from what I'm understanding or hearing or interpreting is that there's a disconnection a disconnection from what used to probably be a connection. So I'm going to give two scenarios. If you've been in a long-term relationship and this is the case, then that might be a lack of, because you can respect, honor each other, but, you know, differences are, I, in my relationship, we're so different. It's like night and day, but I actually really admire our differences. And I, I, it gives us our, uh, independence to one another. So when we do come together, there's always something new to share. And I think that, um, if you've lost your way through that, then it's like you, you, you both need to have the willingness <laughs> to actually say, okay, this is what's happening. Do we want to stay here? Do we want to go? And if we stay, what can we do to revisit? Uh, reignite because a lot of the time in long-term relationships, people get lazy and they stop doing the the work that needs to be done. And I always say like things like going to a, 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 a retreat together as a, as a couple once a year as growth together is mm -hmm. a really great way to make sure that you stay connected to your partner. Because if one partner grows and the other one doesn't, at one point it can create an issue. So it's like, how can you make sure that you don't always need to, you know, my boyfriend will never be in the spiritual journey as much as I am, but he's always open and like, okay, he expects us for us to stay here. But if he wouldn't, it could create a, a, a massive disconnect at one point. So I would say you have to ask yourself those questions. And then the other part is you might have just lost each other in the run, but that's why if you're in a new relationship dynamic, and so let's say if you're under two years, you need to ask yourself serious questions. Was this always the case? And I refuse to see certain behaviors, or as you said, you know, they, they're very different that I chose to kind of say it will change or I accept now, but you know, now you're realizing, oh, this is not really what I signed up for. I, I don't want that. I want a little bit more similarity. I always give the example. It's when people meet and, you know, boy meets girl, boy says, you know, I watch Sunday night, Sunday night football every, every Sunday. And she's like, Oh yeah, me too. But in her head, she's like, I hate football, you know? So she starts watching yes. football every Sunday <laughs> with the guy year later, they move in together and, you know, girls start saying to boy, like, do you really have to watch it tonight? And he's like, what are you talking about? You know, two years later, she like loses her shit and says, you know, can you stop watching your football for once in your life? And the guy's like, 
I don't understand what just happened. But we do that, especially as women. We 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 think we will change our men because men, if there's one thing that I have to say, they always show their colors from the beginning. If they say that this is who they are, it is literally who they Believe are. Believe them. Believe <laughs> <Yes>. them, right? <laughs> I love that example, though, because you're like, oh, yeah, I love football, too. I, I, yeah, sure. I love it. And then when they start watching football every week and they're glued to the TV, they start getting all these arguments. Yes. <laughs> so it's like so it's true. Crazy. So know what you're getting into, right? And Know what you're getting into. So that's why it's like if you're at the beginning of a relationship, you know, like, that's why the the importance of the exercise of having that vision of the relationship it's like what what really is going to matter to me in the long run like you know i'll give you another example if i may is um one when, when i had my list going on and my 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 vision of what i wanted in relationship in the wants and needs i had dancing i wanted to be with someone that knew how to dance and for me it was almost a deal breaker because i love to dance i would dance every day i had this vision i wanted to go ballroom dancing and salsa dancing and let's go meet jeff poor guy doesn't even have like two he has two left feet and i was so desperate i was like oh my god like do you have rhythm at least and he's like what do you mean i'm like do you have a little shoulder rolled and rhythm going on and he's like uh no <laughs> and i was just completely destroyed i was like but because we had gotten to know each other and because he was showing the value system that was really important to me, I quickly, you know, calculated in my head, okay, a dancer is not going to make or break my long-term relationship. So what does he do today is that he'll let me and encourage and support me to go out dancing with my friends or, you know, if we're at a wedding and I say, let's go to the dance floor, he's like, okay, let me take a couple shots of tequila and I'll go dance <laughs> one dance with you, you know? So <laughs> you have to really figure out what really, really matters and what's not going to bother you in the long run, because this is what kills relationship. People don't think it's the everyday stupidity, how, you know, they do the bed or not, or take the garbage or not, or what they do the the kids mm -hmm. or not. And you have to learn to let go or fight your battles, the right battles. So that's why I say, get clear on what really matters to you, how somebody treats you, how somebody will communicate with you, how somebody will listen to you when you actually take the time to communicate what your needs are. So they say, yes, I got you. I got your back. I'm going to try to, you know, fix whatever it is that we just talked about. So right. I hope and that answers the question. Yes. And, and don't think that they're going to change. I mean, first of all, we shouldn't be getting into relationships to change people. No. And that was one of my big lessons. And I'm sure a lot of people listening can relate. We think yeah. that, you know, maybe something will spark them where they will change a little bit, but really the bottom line is we want to be able to accept them for who they are. I mean, obviously there's some little modifications along the way to, you know, for each other, but you know, when you get into something thinking that they're going to change, you're just setting yourself up for a lot of heartbreak, honestly. Yeah. Like you're just breaking your own heart. Yes. So I had to learn that the hard way. And I know you know this because this is huge, right? It's huge. You're just setting yeah. yourself up for failure uh, and disappointment. And it's it's not great. I mean, if you, if you are hoping that somebody will change, you know, let's rever reverse the roles if that's what was somebody thinking of you like you want true healthy love is someone that accepts you for who you are a hundred percent and who you can be yourself a hundred percent so the last thing you want to 
feel as like being beaten over because, you know, you're not doing this or you should be like this or why aren't you like that? So that's why you have to pay attention to these things and Mm -hmm. ask yourself as you're going through your dating process, what is important to me? Can I live with this in the long run? Can I, you know, will this bother me, uh, this kind of behavior? Can I live with that? And no, I'm not going to change this person. (laughs) Right, right. And we're going to take a break right now, but just uh, to, to answer that real quick, and it also people can feel our energy. So if we're trying to change somebody or we're trying to persist at something, people can feel that. Our our partners can feel that. Mm-hmm. And I think that people don't understand that it can actually be a detriment to the relationship. So we will be back right after this. We're going to talk a little bit more about some of the dating trends and a few more questions that we're going to have Chantel answer. So I'll be right back after this. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. If you're in leadership or a business owner, it's important to show your team that you care by providing healthy ways to help them stay happy, motivated, and to avoid burnout because their well-being directly impacts their productivity and ultimately profitability. Book Sana to speak or do a powerful interactive workshop to help your team shift from stress, chaos, and disconnection to handling the day's challenges with more ease, clarity, and direction. Her strengths are navigating through difficult situations and creating a positive environment so everyone can thrive. Find out more at saunalife.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Are you ready to awaken your true power? Become more confident and self-assured to take on life's challenges? As an empowerment coach, Sana offers an eight-week transformational program for those who are ready to step into their authenticity, stop people-pleasing, and live a life of more love, vibrancy, and inner peace. Discover your inner power, learn to love yourself, and experience more connection and fulfillment to thrive in all areas of your life. Book a complimentary call at www.saunalife.com to find out how. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. Have a question for Sana or a guest? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. We're talking love, relationships, dating, and we're on the uh, last part of our show, and we're just trying to squeeze so much in. We're like (laughs) saying, we need to do more shows because this is really great information. Uh, So I do want to talk about, you know, your book is Raise Your Love Signal, which by the way, I love the name, and that's coming out Valentine's Day. And what I 
love about you, Chantel, is your your methods are very practical. So, you know, we can always go deeper when we do the work, but I feel like what you what you've put together are skills and tips and practical information that you can refer back to because we do forget. We you know, when we're on this healing journey, personal growth journey, we forget a lot. Like you have to be in constant awareness or, you know, something has you have to read something over and remind yourself, "Oh, darn, I need to do that," right? Mm-hmm. So, that's what I like about your style is it's very simple. I mean, it's not simple to do. Obviously, there's simple skills and tools, but it takes an effort to do them. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you have like a really great, clear way of getting on the path to you know bringing more love into your life, whether it's sustaining a relationship that you're in or attracting someone new. And one of the things that you talk about in the book that I want to just talk about briefly is preparing for love. So all the listeners out there, if they want to know, okay, what can I do to prepare for love in 2024, whether I'm in a relationship or I'm looking for a relationship, what can they start to do? Other than working on your vision of what you actually want, that's super important. We already talked about that. So get clear on that, really clear, because every single time I do the exercises with the client and I'm like, do you really know what you want? And we start and it's like always focused on the partner perspective. And when I ask to go deeper, they're like, oh, (laughs) so get really clear on that vision. The second thing that I do that's a really great eye opener is that List all the past relationships that you've had that didn't work out and identify the behaviors that you had in relationship that didn't pay off or that, you know, uh, worked against you. So for example, if you were uh, always insecure and jealous, so you're always sneaking around and trying to listen into your your partner's conversation or going through his phone. Um, another example would be, uh, um, I said this before, like if you have problems receiving and you're the giver, 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 and you just don't make room uh, to be able to receive from a man's perspective, because men uh, and really, and no, I'm, I'm, I'm mixing two here <laughs> to talk about masculinity and femininity. So receiving is more feminine, but you just have difficulty learning to receive. And, um, another last one that was my biggest issue is that learning, learning to receive, but, and making room to receive because in a relationship, as a, if I'm talking from a man and a woman's point of view, you can be as independent and strong and whatever as you want, get shit done, but you need to make room for a man to also care of you because it's such a big part of their DNA. And I'm noticing that from type A personalities and high va- high va- achieving women, like I was and still mm-hmm. am, is that, you know, we have this like two double standards of like, I want, but my heart is completely closed off. So identifying what those patterns are is super important to say, okay, I'm not going to repeat this because here's the thing. If you are still not attracting the right person for you, it's because you keep repeating the same mistakes and doing the same patterns that you haven't identified and haven't developed the self-awareness about, because then you need to change those. And typically we've been doing the same shit for years. So you don't also alternate that way of thinking overnight. So you need to start identifying how can I do this on a baby step level on a daily basis to change this. So for example, um, one of my things was accepting uh, to be vulnerable. I, I struggled so bad with vulnerability. So 
my best friend at the time told me, Chantal, if you aren't able to be vulnerable with your own best friends, how are you going to be vulnerable in relationship? So I had to start being vulnerable by picking a friend, starting with Mm -hmm. her, then that went to a second friend and third friend. So by the time I got into my relationship, my vulnerability muscle had evolved. And it's literally muscles that we have to work. And I think people think that you read a book and oh yeah, I'm going to do this. The work falls off. And that's why the guide that I did is really good because it's something that you can refer to and really quick exercise that can just give you awareness. You know, understanding things like your attachment style is really big as well. Right. Which is a whole other show. (laughs) Oh yes. Big time. (laughs) No, I like that. Excuse me. It's baby steps. You know, you're taking baby steps of the vulnerability, which kind of leads me into, you know, using discernment, you know, choosing day to day our choices. Okay. Do we want to date that person? Do we not? Do we want to stay in this relationship? You know, really being in touch with using our discernment and setting boundaries for ourselves. Yes. Yes, absolutely. You know, You need to stay true to who you are and be able to communicate your boundaries from the beginning. And this is where you get to see a lot of some ones, how they will show up for you or not. If you can't stand up for yourself at the beginning of a relationship, what the hell are you going to do later on in time, right? And the thing is, this needs to be reciprocated. This needs to be reciprocated for any relationship to work. And these are things that you can practice with your friends, with your family. That's why, like, even though my book is focused on romantic relationships, it's applicable to all relationships. So these are things that you need to start practicing in all areas of your life, especially when we've identified those, those patterns or behaviors or those belief systems, they show up in different areas. So you can start practicing them uh, in those other areas. Right. Okay. So we're going to shift here because this is Mm -hmm. one of the questions. Actually, these are the same question came in from several people and that's regarding dating, dating online. Like where do you meet people? You know, when you are dating online, I know it's the way that a lot of people are are meeting people these days because people are busy and they're not really going out at night to the bars every night. I mean, they want to kind of meet and hopefully get you know, build relationships with the person that they meet. But, you know, some people get really burnt out. And Mm -hmm. so my question really is, is online dating as a whole, as far as screening, uh, you know, is it safe to give out your number? And believe it or not, this was a a guy that sent me this. It's Matt from Clarkston. He's like, you know, how do I know how to screen somebody and whether or not I should give out my number? So do you have any parameters that you can kind of share with us? Tons, 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 tons. It's, it's this, I love this topic. Um, so first off, you know, I think there's so much, um, bad connotation around online dating. And it's like, I always tell people you only need one. (laughs) I met my boyfriend online. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, I met my boyfriend online. And did you hear that everybody? She met her boyfriend (laughs) after 18 years of being single and she met him online. Oh my gosh. Yes. One out of four relationships that is created is done via online. So there is hope. That's number one, change your attitude around online dating. If you are tired and burnt out, fine, take breaks, but 
you know, the more negative you are, the more negativity you'll attract. It's just as simple as that. Because again, we go into it with an expectation. Let go of the expectation of having an outcome when you are dating. And that's the number one mistake that I see. I did it all the time. I've, is this my person? Is he the potential? Like, is this going to work? Instead of going into it and saying, I'm going to go have fun and have a nice conversation. Now, what do you want out of that date? But before we even go into that date, here's what I want you to do. Make sure your profile is clear. Great pictures. That's representative. Do not show pictures of you from five, 10 years ago. You want something that's authentic. That's you right now. And say what it is that you are looking for and, and, and need in your profile. Two, get really great at screening and reading properly and giving chances to people you would never typically give the chance. There's other shit than just attract, you know, beauty. I mean, you have to be attracted to someone, but I dated many men physically I wasn't attracted to in the first time, but it was their personality that grew on me. And I was like, holy shit, I never thought I would be attracted to this person. So how do they screen, Chantel? How, how would they screen? So screen, let go of the uh, over over uh, 10 days, two weeks of uh, texting back and forth. That's number one. Today, there are the apps. Most of the apps have great video calls. I would say if you're having a quick exchange, have a video call. It's authentic. You can see someone. You're not going to get catfished. Video call. And as we're seeing you and I together on video, you can pick up a lot from a person just by doing that. Do not go on a date without having a phone call or having a video call because that will save you your time. This is where we get frustrated, right? So time consuming. And, but at the same time, you're, you're, you're shopping for a life partner. So of course you have to invest the time. You would do the same thing if you were shopping for a condo, for a car, for a mattress. You have to, you have to change your attitude around it. So, and this is, that's again, it's this it, like immediate gratification. I need to get this done. So do a video call. Learn to read properly people's profile, send a note. And then if you are doing a call, have a list of intentional questions. When you have intentional quality questions, you will get quality answers, not yes or no answers. (laughs) And I have some examples of that in the book. And this creates a really great way to get to know someone and read in between the lines really quickly for you to decide if I'm actually going to even give the person time to go on a date. Right. I love it. So again, you're using discernment, you're you're kind of stepping back, you're curious, you're screening instead of being in such a hurry. So I love that. Uh, we have literally like two minutes. I wish we had two more hours. We might have to bring you back. We might have to bring you back. But I want people to know how they can get in touch with you or you know, on your Instagram, how they can reach out to you. Is Can you share that information? Yes. So they can definitely find me on my website, which is www.raiseyourlovesignal.com. You will have access to all of my services as well as the social media pieces that are there. Instagram is the platform that I am um, the most active on, which is my name that Sana will put in the, uh, maybe the show notes. Am I correct? Uh, or the, the, the oh, link? Oh, sure. For sure. Uh, For my sure. name, which is Chantal.Landreville. I'm on TikTok, but I'm not super active. I'm uh, my next goal is to really develop long, long segment videos on YouTube. So I'm just starting to develop the YouTube channel. <laughs> but these are the three main ways to find me. Uh, obviously, the book will be available uh, for pre-sale by mid-January and available officially on February 14th. And uh, what else it's- am I not thinking of? <laughs> 
I don't know. I, I'm really excited for the book though. I mean, I've seen a little bit of it that you have sent me, but I'm really excited. I think that everybody should check it out uh, just because it's going to be some great information that we can all uh, use, right? We can all use a little refresher on things. And I, yes. I think it, like I said, it's very practical and to the point and I'm really excited to see it. So I'm wishing you the very best of luck with that book. And I want to have you back. So we'll talk about that in the future. Maybe we'll switch the focus to uh, maybe what some of the guys might, you know, have some questions on. I know that Absolutely. you're, you know, you're well-versed in both. So thank you everybody for tuning in on Up Close and Empowered. I wish we had more time, but we don't. And I will talk to you next week. Have a great holiday. Merry Christmas to those who celebrate Christmas and happy holidays to everybody else. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you, Chantal. Thank you, Sana. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Up Close and Empowered with Sana Johns. We hope that after listening today, it's inspired you to discover and cultivate your true inner power and consciously create your life. Tune in next week for another impactful episode. 